0: It is
1: Monday, October 3rd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by
2: Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who fully appreciates the
0: importance of a wet ball drill, J.P. Shedrick. It was proven yesterday, welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. My name's JP Shadrick. We have a busy show ahead. Of course, it's Monday, so that means Tony vaselli and Pete Briscoe are on the show. Both are out of the studio today. That should be interesting. The Eagles over the Jaguars 29-21 in week number four. The Eagles now 4-0, Jaguars 2-2. We've got Fanatics fan questions in the second hour. We'll go around the NFL also but let's hear from head coach Doug Peterson. He spoke this afternoon after reviewing the tape. The Jaguars had an early 14-0 lead, but then missed opportunities. Five turnovers on offense. Four of those fumbles from the quarterback. They had issues against the run, to say the least, against the Eagles. They went for 2-10 on the ground against the Jags and plenty of teachable moments.
3: Obviously, it is what it is. We lost a football game. But when you look at it, there's... There's plays to be made, you know, and, and uh, our guys will learn to make them, you know, as we go in time. They'll learn to do that, and, you know, it's, uh, they're teachable moments, um, but at the same time, you know, we y- y- you start running out of time, right? Your season is moving along, it's moving fast, and we're into week five, and we keep saying there's a lot of ball ahead of us and all that, but if, if we don't fix it, you know, you're going to look up and you're going to... You're gonna say, "I wish, wish I could," you know, or, or that should've, would've, could've, deal. Um, but yeah, it's very, very teachable um, moments for us as an offense, for a team, even, even defensively. You know, to make make the plays that come to you. Don't go chasing plays. You know, when they come, make them, and you know, we'll be better off for it.
0: That's the head coach today, Tony Baselli, and Pete Prisco join us from elsewhere on this Monday and good afternoon, Pete. Let's start with you today. What's up?
1: Yeah, that's, um, boy, ball security. Take care of the damn football. I don't care how wet it is. You have to take care of the football. That was not a good performance at all for Trevor Lawrence. And uh, it seemed to me, and you guys would know better than me because you talked to the group there but it looked like the wet ball really bothered him and really impacted the way he played by the way when he f- the first fumble when he dropped it on that uh, it wasn't a turnover but he recovered it but he had a guy wide open that would have continued that drive and he was getting ready to throw it to him and it fell out of his hand.
0: Yeah, it was officially a turnover though. It was recovered by the Eagles. It was fourth oh, down right. anyway. But that's right. It was fourth yeah. down.
1: That's right. It's fourth down. But uh, yeah. it didn't matter if he recovered it or not. But
0: either
1: way. It, it still he had a guy on he had a guy open. Tim Jones, I think, was open right in front of him and he would've hit him for a first down. So little things, the center exchange that by the way, I'm gonna go back to that play. The play before Travis Etienne got the first down. Why didn't they challenge that?
0: I think he got it. It was first glance in here in the studio. We were sitting here watching it. Me and and Mike Dempsey were here, and that was the first thing we said. Take a challenge on this. It it looked like he fell over the line.
1: It wasn't even close. He was about a yard over. I mean, at least a half yard over. Yeah. I mean, that was a bad decision by Doug Peterson. He should have challenged that. I didn't like that call. Um, I didn't like up 14-7 the third and 10 draw i didn't like that one bit i get it it's raining but you had hit some t- passes already in the rain so clearly you could have hit some more um but yeah i mean it's ball security jp if you don't take care of the football you're not going to win games
0: yeah and they had obviously taken the ball away a bunch this year and had uh, the benefits of that let's try tony Baselli are you with us tony Good afternoon.
4: I'm with you. I'm with you. Can you hear me?
0: We've got you clearly, audio-wise at least. Um, We don't have to look at you.
1: We got the best of both worlds. Oh, that's a (laughs) win-win.
4: Whatever. I turned the camera on. It's not working, though. We'll try to redial it during the uh, break. But, yeah, I I mean, I agree with most of what Pete said. I mean, I I don't think unless you were there you could appreciate how bad that weather was. And the wind was gusting. Um, And I think the wind is as much of an issue – you know, especially for a young quarterback to deal with in anything. Um, and, you know, but it was a team. If you look at what the formula for their victory in the two games coming into that game, it was dominating the lines of scrimmage. Um, good. I'm not saying great, but good quarterback play and no turnovers. And they were minus four on the day and they were fortunate they weren't minus 5 because of the Christian of the James Robinson fumble that bounced right to Christian Kirk. Yeah. And so they came into the season plus 7 and now they're going to be plus 3. Um and so like the, the formula that they had used to win football games, they did everything opposite of that. Now the good news is you played really poorly against a very good team on the road. And you still had the chance with the ball in your hand. A minute fifty-four to go down and tie it up, and so there's you know, yes, it's not where you want it to be. Yes, it's a it's a game where you're gonna get you're gonna look back and be frustrated that you think you should have won or very easily could have won if it wasn't you didn't have the self inflicted um, mistake you know pain and and mistakes, Uh, but you can't turn it over. And Trevor didn't play well, and there was other guys that didn't play well. It's not all in Trevor. I thought the defense was very poor in their gap. gap integrity they were chasing ghosts they were um they were not stout now that's a very good eagles offensive line but they played most of the game without their starting left tackle and still um were very effective and there was not in the, there was no real pass rush and that, i think that's something that again this team's not a great pass rushing team one-on-one they're just not
1: that's i, thought, was, that I thought aluacom was really bad on sunday and he made. Well, I, I think he got credited for about sixteen yeah, tackles. Yeah, he or something had
0: sixteen. Uh, Devin Lloyd had twelve. Roy Robertson Harris had nine. That's thirty nine total tackles between yeah, those three. Yeah, I, I,
1: I mean, but but Aluakon had sixteen tackles and didn't play well. Yeah, down the field.
4: I mean, you gave up two hundred plus rushing yards, and so um, you had a hard time getting off the field. Uh You got pushed around a little bit, and I and I didn't th- I didn't think either Aluakon or Devin Lloyd played great
1: as far as I didn't either. I didn't either
4: as far as gap integrity and and really being where you needed to be. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a tape that was no fun to watch today for a lot of guys. And, but again, I go back to the beginning of the year. If you'd have said this team's going to be two and one should be three and Oh, they just make the basic plays go into the only undefeated team left in the NFL play as poorly as they did, but still have a chance with the ball in in your hand at the end of the game to go put a drive together and win it or tie it like, okay. Like, so like it's, it's not good. And I'm not trying to, you know, you know, color this, and look at this in rose colored glasses, but let's also be realistic that this is a team that's, that is still in building in the building process and learning. And I think, you know, yesterday was a little
1: bit of humility, a little humble pie. Yeah, but Tony, and, and please admit this to me because I know it was going through your mind. When it was 14-0, and I was, oh. I know you, you were thinking they might be the best team in the
4: league right now. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Actually, Pete, I wasn't thinking they're the best team in the league. I was thinking the lock is on fire this year. The lock <laughs> is
2: alive. Yeah. I,
1: I like, mean, uh, it, here's the other thing I want to put out there because I know I've seen some of this on Twitter today about Trevor Lawrence. You would feel five thousand times more worse about him if he threw four bad interceptions than the than you do about him losing four fumbles. Agreed. I agree. Yes. With that. Yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Because the center exchange that was on, he pulled out early. It looked like uh, just from what I was looking at, the one he dropped the football. Pete, Pete the ball went right through his hand. Yeah. The one, I, the one he dropped the football on, that was just not mishandling a wet football. The two other ones, Juwan Taylor, who had been stout in pass protection, that's on him. I would say the last
4: one. I think Trevor might have held it a tick long. I think you got to get
1: rid of that. I mean, he would, you know. There was nobody yet, open. I watched the tape today. There was nobody open on that play. Uh,
4: I thought the, I, I thought the in cut, the
1: second level in mm, cut. Was there. I don't know, Tony. It didn't look like it. On the last, on the la- very last one you're talking yeah. about. No, I don't think so. But I'll look at it again. But again, I thought I, th- you know, again, if you, if he throws four interceptions to somebody's stomach in the middle of the field four times, you feel ten times worse than him fumbling the football. Now that doesn't excuse him from ball security. You know, it's the first time what since 1979 a guy lost four fumbles in a game. Yeah, yeah, it's mean, incredible when you think about
4: it.
0: It really is. But
1: Pete,
4: I I guess the biggest thing to me was, I mean, they're up fourteen, nothing. And Trevor overthrows the double move. That's a touchdown. And at twenty-one nothing, that's a different game. Like at twenty-one nothing, it's like the, the Eagles are going. Um, what's going on? And then, you know, okay, great, you overthrew a guy. It's windy. I, I, that can happen. I mean, it's not the easiest, you know, uh, conditions to throw the ball in. But then you just you drop the ball when you you either can run for a first down or throw it to Tim Jones. And you're moving. I mean, you're you're moving, and you're gonna at least coming with a field goal. And at seventeen, nothing. It's a three possession game. I mean, that just. I know there's plenty of time
1: left, but it's still, I think it just sends a different. I agree. Thing. If he hits, if he hits that shot down the field, they win that game. Yeah. I agree. And and but again, I'm going to go back to fourteen seven. I didn't like that play called third and ten, at all. That was a message to me. That was a message sending play call that you're trying to hang on for dear life it
0: was it was first and ten from their own 25 after the eagles had scored their first touchdown 14 7 jaguars at this point so lawrence incomplete to christian kirk short left lawrence incomplete to uh, tim jones short left and then etn over right tackle for no gain.
4: i didn't like that i didn't like that entire sequence i mean it was two like almost two wide receiver screens
1: yes to the left side.
4: The left to the side that went nowhere and then a draw. Like it was like it was the like listen, I I mean, I think Doug Peterson's like a fabulous play caller. I did not like that
1: sequence of plays so I, I was like, a very good play caller too. I just think he I think head coach Doug Peterson got inside play caller Doug Peterson's head on that series. That's what I think. I think he was looking at it 14-7. The weather isn't good. Let's not turn it over. We'll play good. We'll, we'll punt the ball here instead of on, particularly on a third down call. And that's how you play and not to lose instead of to win. So Doug Peterson, play caller, needed Doug Peterson, head coach, to stay the hell out of his headset. <laughs> that's what he needed.
4: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they, again, in fairness to them, that it was a slip draw. And they've had a ton of success this year on that play, a ton. Now, I would have never run that play at Brandon Graham, because Brandon Graham is not a speed rusher at his at 13 years, you know, repaired Achilles. I mean, he's more of a power guy. Right. I'm running that. I'm running that play to to Josh Sweat, who's up the field. I mean, Brandon Graham didn't, didn't even get up the field at all. He's sitting right there to make the play. Here's the reality: if you go look at that play again, Pete, imagine Brandon Graham going up the field because that's what you're counting on. It is it is an easy first down. That's a twenty yard run. There's nobody there. Nobody. And so that's where I don't kill Doug as much because they've had a ton of success in that what I call slip draw or whatever. Um, we call the forty one gut where you're throwing the D up upfield and going up to the next level. But you have where I where I didn't like to call is you have to know your personnel you're going against. And Brandon Brandon Graham is a power rusher. He's not a speed up the field guy. And I think it's harder to run that against a guy like Brandon Graham.
1: One quick thing, I know you got to go to break, JP. But Tony, didn't you think he needed to challenge that? For ETN got the first down on the fourth, then they fumbled on fourth uh, and one. Why did he challenge uh, that?
4: I don't know, Pete. I thought. I mean, I looked at it on the all twenty-two, and I slow-moed it. I mean, maybe his knee goes down earlier than no. it looks. Cause I, I, I'm saying maybe. But end of half or near the end of half, I'm I'm replaying
1: that for sure. Yeah, that was a mistake on his part. So look, he, he's. He's a good good coach and a good play caller. He made two mistakes. I don't think they cost him the game, but they were two mistakes.
0: No, they were still in it in the second half, certainly. Uh, plenty ahead. We're just getting started on Jaguars Happy Hour on this Monday afternoon. We'll hear from the quarterback coming up, Trevor Lawrence. Devin Lloyd spoke today with the media here in Jacksonville. Jamal Agnew as well had a pretty good day at the office on offense, though in a losing effort for the Jaguars, 29-21. We're live on 1010 xl AM, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars social media today, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit priproductions.com. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: Obviously, I gotta play better. I mean, our, our
4: defense gave us a chance to win at the end of the game, and uh, I'm just, I'm just pissed I let those guys down, and really just too many, too many turnovers. Uh, obviously, it starts with me. All of them were me today, so that's you know no one else to blame there. So um, let those guys down. It's disappointing. You know, I felt like we. Had a chance to win that game and we did, and you know, same thing at the end there. So that's that's really frustrating.
0: That's the quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, and for nine years, Dreamfinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Visit DreamfindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. it's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on 1010XL. Jaguars.com, Jag social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And we've got everybody on video now. We have to look at Tony Baselli if you're watching on Jaguars.com. Uh, Pete Prisco with us. I'm J.P. Shadrick. What was that? What are
1: we doing? It was like a, he's like coughing up a lung or something <laughs> over there. I, I, had a, I, I had a cough. I was
4: trying to like, I don't know where to cough when the microphone's nearby. And I didn't want it. I was afraid to hit any buttons because last time the video didn't work. So I'm like afraid to hit anything. Why don't you, you
0: know, hit, it, hit it again?
4: Lots of stuff going on, Pete. Hey, you know what? Dude? I wanted to talk about Trevor's comments there because I mean, I love. I, like number one, he is great. Um, I love that he just owns it. And he, he never's making excuses. Never blaming anyone. I mean, I, I think he's a great leader. I really do. Um, but I think what you know was not has not been talked about enough. I mean, it's fourteen to twenty, and they're in the red zone.
1: You mean twenty and... to fourteen, right?
4: Yeah, what I say,
1: fourteen, 14 to, 20, to 20. twenty. Yeah, they down. you know, usually you say yeah. the the higher score first.
4: They're trailing. Well, I was again. going. Yeah. We're trailing fourteen. I mean, I was saying Jaguars <laughs> first. Um, and uh, <laughs> and he has it's a levels route with Kirk Kirk running it off, and you have Agnew in the flat, and I have no idea why he threw that ball. If he throws it to Agnew, he's getting the first down and maybe scoring. He has one guy to beat, and it's an easy throw. It's just sitting there in the flat, and I thought that was as bad. As, I mean, that, that hurt as much as anything because you go down and score there. It's 21-20. It's a different feel of the game. And those which, play, which play did – where did he throw it on that play? Right there, oh,
1: that Look at it right oh, here, yeah.
4: yeah. If, you, if you have an all-22 look, I don't know if you Yeah, I, it, I saw it. I, I did see it. At, yeah. at, look at Agnew. It's a three-level route. You have, right. I think it's uh, Ingram or jo- Marvin Jones deep in the end zone. Then you have the second level is Kirk. And then after that, you have Agnew underneath. And it, Agnew is going to cause some serious problems for them.
1: Yeah, that was a first down, bare minimum.
4: Yes, maybe a touchdown. And, um, and, and you know this, Pete. When you, when you, in games like this, if you make it 21-20 there, it just gives the whole game a different feel gives your defense juice, you know, it just changes everything. And then this is what followed right afterwards is Sanders going for 50. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and you're right. It, it, the kid, I'll give Bradbury credit because he made a really good play on that play. Cause he kind of was, he was inside a little bit and then came off of um, Jones uh, Jones. And, yeah. Yeah. And made the play on that. But, but, uh, and you could see, it's funny because I don't on the all twenty two you can see kind of Marvin Jones his hands going up like what's he doing when he threw it? Did you see? Did you notice that? I didn't, but I'll tell
4: you my hands are going up in the uh,
1: up in the booth I saw, <laughs> you know I'm sitting there looking I'm like oh my gosh
4: where's he th- throw, it to- <laughs> throw it to throw it to throw it to Agnew and then you know he made the he made the wrong read.
1: Yeah, and let me ask you this though on a with a drier ball and a better condition does he fire a rocket in there and get it in? I still think it's the wrong read, Pete. Yeah, I do too, but I'm just asking you. Do you think if he gets, if he throws it on a line and in the normal conditions, he gets it in there? Because that that ball seemed like it floated a little bit.
4: Yeah, but I guess my point, Pete, it doesn't matter because you have to understand the situation you're playing in. You have to understand the weather. Well, the you I, know where,
1: I know where the read should go, but I'm just saying, and I'm asking you that question. If it does in a normal situation, does he hit that pass?
4: Or does he just I,
1: pat I, it down? Yeah, I
4: don't know. That's a good question.
1: It didn't, I mean, on on the twenty two and on TV, maybe it looked different when you guys were there, but it, look, it looked like it floated a little bit. It,
4: it did. That didn't jump. It didn't jump out me out at me, Pete, watching it live. That it floated. It jumped out at me live, and then on the all twenty two, and maybe it, you know had a little confirmation bias because that's what I saw live. But I just looking at the play today early this morning. I'm like, golly, just
1: throw it to Agnew, and it's you know. It's a, it's yeah, he, might to change. Back, he might cut right back in and get to the touchdown. You're right. I mean, it was a bad read. No question.
0: Hey, hey, by the way, you were mentioning Agnew. I mean, the, the guy played well stepping in there on offense. It was Zay Jones out. Two touchdowns. Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they were
1: easy, schemed-up touchdowns for him. So, don't, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. But the one, I love the design of that play where they made it look like he was crossing the formation and he just went back out. Of, uh, uh, you know, that was a great design. So, but yeah, I mean, I, they miss Zay Jones. Let, let's be real about that. He he helps open stuff up in the middle of the field with his ability to go to the next level. Yeah, his speed.
4: But he, it, but Agnew had a nice corner route too. Um, so I, I'm more. I'm, I probably lean more towards UJP that Agnew did a good job. Um, I'm not as negative as Pete. And, I'm not negative. I'm not negative.
0: Kind of negative. Little negative. Kind of
1: negative. Uh, I mean that. That's an easy catch. He did have the corner route though. Who was was he? The guy that was wide open on the money overshot. No, that yes. was yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was him too. Yeah. yeah, he did a nice double move on that one. So give Very him more nice. credit, Pete. Give him more credit. No, I, I mean this is he is did... a gra- and that and that's a great move right there. Cutting it back
4: inside, making the play.
1: Yeah. I mean he played well. I mean, but they miss Zay Jones. Let's be real. No uh, doubt about it. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. Um. What it does give you, though, it gives you – you sit there and you think, okay, now I got another fast guy to throw in there and use a little bit more in different ways.
0: And how about the uh, the screen to the left where he let Cam Robinson get out in front of him and pancake the guy? Uh, that was a nice heads-up play to just let it develop a yeah, little
1: bit. Yeah, he more. waited. He waited. He was patient. That was right great by him. Yeah. yeah. Look at Cam Robinson.
0: <laughs> Love that. I mean, it's a heads up play to let him let it develop. He said today, I mean, I see, all I, Tony, all I you saw did was that a million shirt.
1: times knocking over a guy like that. So, I mean, it's not that hard block.
4: Uh, no, and what I liked about Cam is he ran through it because a lot of times you sometimes
1: you break down,
4: you know, because you're worried about missing the guy. But Cam did a really nice job of just running right through the guy.
1: Le- okay, okay, here's a legitimate question for you now Would you play Agnew Moore and not Marvin Jones?
4: Uh, that's a good question. I mean, he definitely has speed. I think Marvin's a better route runner, a more polished receiver. Um, but I'm definitely, and I think they already have, I think Doug's already done it. I'm definitely getting him in the rotation of what, you know, in, in making sure, because I think he can design some interesting things for him. But, you know, you bring up Marvin Jones, that's another story. I mean, you know, Trevor was not great. Um, but I don't think, you know, Marvin had a big drop, uh, Kirk had balls that you'd expect him to catch. Yeah, they were tight and maybe contested, but like I'm not saying it's catch every one of them,
1: but he did not have a good day either. Like the crossing the crossing one across the middle. And Jones dropped the one on the wide open on this sideline. Yep. Like he, yeah, he let it get to his body. Um yeah, yeah, it wasn't a great day for the passing game at all. And and again, I think Trevor was bothered by the wet ball. He didn't look comfortable I, I, with it. I
4: think he was bothered by the wet ball and the wind, Pete. I mean, this is – but that's okay. I mean, it's not like the guy's got big hands. He's – you know, he's a, he's, he has all the tools to play in bad weather, but he hasn't played in a lot of bad weather games. And so this is good learning. I mean, hey, you got to understand the elements are a big deal, especially as you want to play playoff football. Um, you're going to play in tough situations. And that was a tough situation. I mean, the wind and the rain com- combination of elements of that game was was not
1: easy. And Jalen Hurts didn't throw the ball great either. It's not like no,
4: no one did. That's my point. I mean, but the reason the Eagles won, they didn't turn the ball over except for the pick six, and and they ran the heck out of it. I mean, the other thing, if I was if I was going to be critical of any of the play calling, I thought they got away from the run too much.
1: Let's come back. Yeah, why did they get away from the run? Yeah, let's finish that up.
0: All right, well, let's, let's come back. We'll we'll keep that real a little later then. How about that? We're going to switch that up and get into that and keep it real in the second hour on uh, and follow up on that thought from Tony Buscelli. We'll back in a moment, though. We'll get into the defensive performance a little bit more. The Eagles ran for 210 yards on the Jags yesterday in the sloppy conditions in Philadelphia. Second hour, of course, we'll have, as we said, keeping it real. Fanatics fan questions. We'll go around the league. Plenty more ahead. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville Sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Defensively, um, I mean, really just as a whole, um, you know, coach, staff, players will all understand how to you know improve basically from this game you know there were certain things that we did this game that you know i feel like in, in some ways you know we made it harder than what it needed to be and so
3: uh, really just you know finding a way to, to clean it up.
0: steven lloyd jaguars rookie linebacker the nfl defensive rookie of the month of september and welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with us today on hey, Ten JP, XLA. I got to ask you something. Yes, real quick. Pete. Yes.
1: This thing that they're selling here, this they're offering a limited number of tickets for seventy-one dollars in the lower bowl mm. to be part of the Baselli extravagant. Seventy-one dollars.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Why did they just that's give a, away? What's a good number, Pete? It's a good number. <laughs> I mean, you know.
4: Talk. Okay, just stop. I, I got I got something more important. That, that a, you know, every once, I mean, usually you come up with some good ideas and good comments. That was dumb.
1: That was a dumb one. Um, why? Is that some wife, why? Why? <laughs> I I think DeSully's getting his ring this week. Let's yeah, that's right. Up the ante a little bit.
4: Yeah. Well, speaking of. Uh, Speaking of you saying dumb things. Um, um, I did, uh, I ran into Peter King at the, uh, he was at the, uh, Eagles Jags game. And he mentioned, which I was shocked, um, uh, in a good way. He said, Hey, I was listening to you and Pete last week.
2: On the, on <laughs> wow! All right.
4: <laughs> nice. I, I told him I apologize. I we got a lot of sneaky listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, but back to the Devin Lloyd, you know what hit me listening, to Devin Lloyd, and it's the same thing with uh, Trevor and, you know, really any of this team that talks right now is there's been a change, and I don't know if people notice it, is this is a team that expects to win. For years, the last couple years especially, this has been a team happy just to be there, and guys just happy to be there. That's the feeling I got a lot of times. It's one of the things that drove me crazy. The expectations were so damn low. We, we didn't expect to win. We didn't expect to be good. Um, and that's changed. I mean, listen to Devin Lloyd there, and you heard Trevor earlier. I mean, I, and I talk to these guys, you know, on, when we travel or on the field and, and, and the coaches and everything else. The, it, the, one of the things that is going on that is super positive culturally is that, is that this team expects to go win. They expected to beat the Eagles. They're disappointed that they lost because they feel like they're a better team. They feel like they should have won that game, and if they play well, they 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 they're, dang, they're right. And that's a big you know that might not feel like a big deal to the fans. And I go great, who cares what they expect? Just damn win. And I get that from a fan's perspective. I'm telling you from a player's perspective and being in the locker room when it shifts to where you expect to win. Like I, I go back to the '96. When we on that run and we kind of didn't even know what tech was going on then we won in the playoffs but from that moment on you, we came back 97 like in 97 we expected to win like we were we like we thought we were the, one of the best team and it and that happened that transition during that 96 year where by the end of the year we got to that point but coming from you know you come from the expansion team to that next year I'm not saying guys didn't want to win, and I'm not saying guys didn't think they could win. And I think, I mean, we had some talented guys like Leon Searcy came over as a free agent, Keen McCardell, Clyde Simmons. And we had guys who had won before, so don't get me wrong. But I'm talking about as that a group. You're talking of, about like, as a
1: group. As, as a
4: group, group. Yeah. like like I always went. I went into every game thinking we could win, and I was gonna, you know, and I had expectations how I was gonna play and needed to play. Right. But I think it, what's changing now. And and for the good, and I give Doug a ton of credit, and I give the players a ton of credit. This isn't a group that just hopes to win. This isn't a group that's just happy to show up and play well. They expect to win, and that was very obvious in Philly. It was very obvious when they lost and the disappointment and everything else.
1: But they handle losing a lot better than you guys did. You guys were babies when you lost. <laughs> How so? How so? Give, me, How give me an example. Oh, Pete, come you on. You <laughs> go in that thing? locker room, there was always a confrontation or two after a loss. Give me a break, Tony. Pete, did I ever, ever avoid anything with the media and answering any questions? No, no, no. But, but people, you admit, after a loss, there was much more confrontation in the locker room. Well, we were a, uh, well, but I think it's also a different Era too. It of is a their era, but they were yeah. these guys. Like you listen to Devin Lloyd, he doesn't sound like a rookie. Mm-mm. No,
4: no, he's a, he's a he's a mature he's a mature guy. And so Trevor, Trevor Lawrence
1: doesn't sound like a second year quarterback. But then, of course, they paraded him out every week to make him the sacrificial lamb last
4: year. Right. He's been, he's I, wonder needed, I wonder how much of that I wonder how much that is due to the social media too, because these guys right. are used to communicating probably much more. Um, now being at SC. I never, I never felt like it was a big change from the NFL because of SC or national media, and you have LA Times and all the big networks, everything out there. Um, And and for those two guys in
0: particular, like I mean, remember Trevor was the face of Clemson; they were winning national championships every year. And Devin Lloyd, the last year or so, was a big leader on that team. They won the Pac-12 and went to the Rose Bowl. Like he's out there every week, so that they they've had some experience.
4: But but Pete brings up a good point. We were a salty group. That very much so. We were very so. salty, and and I think a little bit of it is we had a chip on our shoulders constantly, like it's us against the world. It was us against Tom. It was us against everybody. It's like <laughs> you know what, and but it was one of the things that made that team super close and unique too. It was like we were a scrappy group, and you had to be because that expansion team the way it was built. And yeah, we added some nice pieces in '96 and throughout the years, but we had there was a chip.
1: We had like there, it was a salty group. I don't you know. Yeah, honestly, and even but... g- even guys like later on that were like a guy like Kevin Hardy, who's actually he's a really good guy, Kevin Hardy. But he would be salty in times, you know. Guys were always salty. It was, well, what, just would, a, it was a... Pete, what would you but say to but get but them salty Pete, though? Don't you think that Pete that comes from, Don't you think that
4: comes from the head coach? Like Yes. Cuz Tom sets the culture. Yeah. And we kind yeah. of followed his like he was the saltiest of all salties. Oh yeah, and so, like we'd see our head coaches
1: salty, like, hey, this is how we roll. Like, but this team, this this group, and we've we've like the the 2017 group was salty. They were pains in the asses in their own way. A bunch of those guys were. They were. And 15 and 16, there were a lot of them. But this group doesn't, and like some of this has to do with the fact that COVID, they haven't dealt with it like constantly. They've been bad, so they haven't had a chance to be good and start losing tough games. You know what I mean, Tony? Like. That's when you really get the saltiness. Well,
4: and they'll, they'll, they'll get salty. The better they get, the more salty they'll get. Because when you lose, and you can sense a little bit Trevor and Devin Lloyd here. Because like, when you lose, it's painful. And Doug said something really interesting. He said, you need to get to the point where winning hurts more than winning. I mean, I'm sorry. Losing hurts more than winning feels good. And that's that's a pretty true statement. I mean, I think back. You know, there was nothing like winning was great. It was fun. Um, But at least with Tom, you knew you were going to get your ass kicked the next day, no matter what, win or lose. And uh, but losing was miserable. Terrible. Like you, you have to you want to get to the point where the team just hates to lose. Like you would rather die. You'll do anything to win a football game because you don't want to lose. And so I thought that was an interesting comment by
1: Doug you know another how was by the way real quick how was his they they seemed like they wor- welcomed him with open arms up there
4: stand, standing ovation
1: beat yeah that's great that's great another, even even the evil eagle fans can be nice at sometimes huh
0: yeah right uh, all right let's uh, come back we have got plenty ahead uh, one other point on that too by the way the, the like the third year players this year had never seen media in the locker room before in the NFL Remember that twenty COVID year? That's allowed. crazy. That Twenty-one is crazy last year. Yeah, allowed. and like
1: most of most of them will have. Think about the life expectancy of an NFL player. Most of them will have more years without people in the locker room than yeah. they will with so, them in there.
0: Like, When they open up the locker room, like the second and third year guys, are like, "What are you guys doing in here? Like, right? What are we doing? This is, it's this is how it's supposed to work." So, just a different environment now. Uh, We'll come back. AFC South. We'll uh, review what happened in the division yesterday. Busy couple of weeks for the Jaguars in the division coming up. And we'll get the AFC power rankings. I'm sure Tony will see if he amends his rankings from last week or not. In the second hour, of course, your social media questions and plenty more ahead. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150. Loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between, this truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: That play's
4: designed the um, offensive line, tackle, and the guard to come out and lead block. Um, so, and then I, when I caught it, I see nothing but green jersey. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna let Cam get out here first, and then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna start running. So, and I seen Cam pancake came and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just follow him. So I just kept going. <laughs> Credit to Cam. Cam's probably one of the most athletic tackles in the game right now. Um, you know, we do a lot of things to get him in space, lead block and stuff like that, so um, it's just fun watching him. He's been doing that all year, too. He did that to 44 on the Colts, too, completely pancake him. That's
0: Jamal Agnew, Jaguars wide receiver and return specialist on the wide receiver screen play, where he let Cam Robinson get out in front and do the rest, and a nice gainer there for them on a second and five play. And welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, and Tony Baselli. And we take a live look outside TIAA Bankfield. If you're watching on Jaguars.com and Jag's social media, or if you're driving by on the um, expressway, you can see the new Miller Electric Center. Underway, the construction continues. The indoor facility, uh, the roof of it looks to be about half built. Well, the, uh, at least the, um, the beams of the roof. The roof hasn't been put on yet. A lot of the building, uh, yeah, it's it's moving along pretty well. And they're starting the grandstand area on the the side of the fields. Uh, And here we go. It's supposed to be open and ready for training camp of 2023. And we're looking forward to getting into that building for sure, moving ahead. Um, All right. So let's look around the AFC South and take a look at the division standings after yesterday's action. Well, the Jaguars are still in first place. Two and two. They're tied with Tennessee, but... The Jaguars have the better conference record at 2-0. We're
1: not going to start doing that in week four.
0: I'm just telling you, those stats, Pete, the the stats don't lie. The Jaguars are in first place technically right now. Yesterday, the Chargers beat the Texans 34-24. The Titans over the Colts 24-17. Titans built a big lead early, including the second touchdown pass of the game from Ryan Tannehill, Mike Keith, and Dave McGinnis on Titans Radio.
2: Tannehill. Looking, throwing, completing, scoring. Chig Akankwo, a touchdown! Titans. Oh, Ryan
4: Tannehill, what a fat move! He looked this whole defense off to the right and gave Akankwo a chance to sit, and then ran what we call a little sting route.
0: That made it 24-3. It was 24-17. So, um, Pete, do you agree with the standings in your uh, in your rankings of this division? What do you feel like no.
1: right now? I'd put the Titans at number one. Really? Well, we can't hear you, I put the, Tony. We can't hear Tony. We can't hear Tony, which might not be a bad <laughs> thing either.
4: Oh, sorry. You're crazy.
1: Put the Titans at one. The Jaguars at two. No.
4: Oh, Jags one. It's just have a standings zone. Jags one. Stands, uh, Titans two. Colts three. Texans four.
1: Why mean, the slipkits? The you can make feet? a case for either team. I just put the Titans ahead of them. I why think is, the Titans have right. Yeah,
4: because you're a jag, have written things. They, they scored zero points in the second half. How they write anything? They played nice. again, By the way, they played the Colts team that we shut out. Um, at home. Do
0: it
1: again. Oh, they're dude. gonna do it again. They're gonna do it again, when they go up there in two weeks, isn't two it? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Jonathan Taylor hasn't been able to do anything. He had 42 yards and 20 carries, and he's dinged up. Mm. I, I mean, the Colts aren't good right now. I'm not going to say they are, but it's between the tight. You know, Tony knows that the Titans have that toughness about them that shows up. Rabel gets them to play. They bounce back. They get blown out of Buffalo. They bounce back, beat the Raiders, and go on the road and win a division game. That that's just a sign of a tough, physical, nasty team. You know it. You would take. it. I didn't say they weren't. No, I I I
4: think I, I have a ton of respect for. The Titans and Mike Grable, a ton of them, but they're not better than the Jags. Will the you? Jags played their worst, they played their worst possible game against the only undefeated team in the NFL on the road in their place, and they still should have won the game. They had a chance to win it, where Titans ended overtime. I mean, they had five turnovers. Most of the time, you have five turnovers, you're getting beat like uh, Tennessee did against Buffalo. So, no, I'm sorry.
1: Are they still a top 10 team, the Jaguars? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> in the AFC, top 10 in the AFC? No, not the AFC, in the league. Uh, they'd be right on the edge. Let me, Okay, here's another one for you. Is the game still getting flexed when they go to Kansas City?
0: Mm, I like that. <laughs>
1: if, we, if, if, we win the next, if we win the next five, yes. Next five. You're you locking that? Are you locking the next five?
4: No. I don't well, It's too far ahead to lock.
0: Well, I mean, all right, so this week is
1: – You made a statement, so if they win the next five, so let's see if you will lock it. Let's well, convince them to lock it. Go ahead. Here we go. Uh, this week – You the said Houston... if. There's a big difference between the if and yet.
4: Go anything. ahead, JP. Tony, Why, you, you
0: got to get... hear the schedule first before you can say no. The home against the Texans this week in the 71 game, uh, you might have heard of that. Lock it. Up. Lock it. It's uh, locked. At the, locked. At the Colts.
1: I'll lock that one too, by the way. There's the double lock.
0: Double lock. Back-to-back back dubs undefeated. Uh,
1: it's never
4: been beat.
0: Home against the Giants, week seven.
2: They'll
1: win that That's, one. They're going to
0: win that. Test three in a row, apparently. Uh, and then London against Denver, the home away from home for the Jags. I, don't beat the heck
1: out
4: of, I think they're going to beat the heck out of them.
0: Pete, you like and that then, one?
1: Yeah, I think they'll win that one, too.
0: You're both 4-0 and in this run right now. And then home against the Raiders, early time game for the Raiders.
1: They should win the five in a row. Wow. Okay. Five yeah. in
0: a row. And then at Kansas City, week 10. Here we go.
1: Flex it. Say good, say good night. Flex on them. Say good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it ends. <laughs> that's where it ends. Pete, That's the end of the line, I don't, huh, I, Pete? Hmm. I, don't know. I don't
2: know.
1: I
4: don't think Kansas City is quite as good as they once were. Okay. So, we basically, we
1: think they have a real chance to win the next five. But the reality is they probably won't win all 5. No,
4: probably not, but they it would not surprise me if they're they were 7 and 2.
1: It wouldn't surprise so, you if they won all 5. Wait, so you think a bare minimum they should be 6 and 3. Yes, agreed. Wow. Mm. That means they're going to go past our win total for the year like after the first part of the season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That means by Thanksgiving. No, past
1: years, I I said seven
4: to nine. You said six to eight. So, I did. are yes,
1: you're you yeah, in jeopardy. Big, yeah, big jeopardy. Hmm. Since you got them, already, got them in the playoffs and everything. I didn't put them in the playoffs. Well, okay, yet. they win the next five. Would you think they can do and maybe have a legitimate shot to do? They're going to be in the postseason if they ha- if they do that. If they get to six and three, you would think think so? But I really. Th- or 7-2. 7-2 and Going to be hard not to, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, because they'd still have another game with Houston. They'd still have uh, – who else is on that schedule? I'm trying let's to think off the top see. of my we head. let We got the
0: Lions. The At the
1: Lions.
4: Lions, like, he, he, Lions is not going to be an easy game. They can score
1: points. They can't, they can't stop anybody. They, they're on pace they to give up points in any team in the history of the league.
0: They got the Titans the twice. Worst defense ever. Titans twice. So, let me – Tough.
4: Go ahead. I'll, keep, I'll say keep, this. Keep going, Hold JP. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Pete. This division's going to come down to the
1: two Titans games. Of course. I would agree with you. Who? Go ahead. Keep going, JP. Let's All see right. the other games on that schedule.
0: After the bye week, then it's Thanksgiving week, the Jaguars host the Ravens, and then the Jags are at the Lions, and then the Jaguars are at the Titans in Nashville, where they haven't won in forever. Uh, home against the Dallas Cowboys, December 18th, at the Jets, at the Texans, home against the Titans.
1: That schedule gets brutal for them.
0: And a lot of road games. Four out of the last, what, six?
1: Yeah. yeah uh, that's Unless they improve dramatically, that's going to be a best case scenario. They win two of those. And you got to keep this team healthy, too. What right? are you talking I mean- about? Who? All right. You going to beat the Ravens at home?
4: Uh, the Ravens weren't so hot against last week.
1: They played Buffalo. Okay, so Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're gonna beat the Cow- You think they'll beat the Cowboys at home? I think they can. Yeah, I think the, I think the Cowboys are limited offensively. Well, Dak Prescott will be back by then.
4: Even with Dak, I think they're limited.
1: All right. So, so you you have him winning every game. Tony's <laughs> got forget about this. We're not even going to do this, JP. It's done. He's got him winning every damn game. Of there isn't does. one game where you say they're not winning. Not one. I haven't said anything about the Chiefs. <laughs> 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 uh, huh. So they're going to win all but one. So okay, put them in as number one seed. Yeah, you get a week <laughs> off. Could <laughs> happen. Could happen. What would they be? They'd be fourteen and three based on your 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 analysis, because you got them losing to the Chiefs and winning against everybody else. Well, you know they're not winning at Tennessee. They haven't won there since Baselli played. I think this is the year they. I think they, this is the year they break the Tennessee
4: curse.
0: Yeah, the last win up there was the Will Blackman sack, force fumble, fumble return, touchdown game. So it's been a long time ago. That was
1: like, what, 2013
4: or 14? 2014. Yeah,
1: but then if you even go – go if that game, but you go past that one, there was a bunch of other ones in Tennessee that was a – it's just been a house of horrors for them. It has not been a good place for us to go play. Oh, even when you were the better team, it was never a good place for you to play. Mm. Never.
0: Mm. It's time to change that. But we've got a few weeks before we can go change that. <clears throat>
4: Hey, that'll do it for our first hour. Uh, Hold on, JP. When we come back in the second hour, one thing I want to talk about that we missed um, so far, the Fadakasi injury impacted him in this game. And if he is out, they have major depth issues up front. Mm -hmm. Gotsas and Roy uh, Robinson-Harris had to play a bunch of snaps last week.
0: We will get to that when we return in the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. Of course, we'll uh, go through the top stories of the day. We'll keep it real and sell some wine and do all that and discuss this Jaguars offense again yesterday. Five turnovers. The Jags defense gave up 210 yards rushing to the Philadelphia Eagles in a 29-21 loss. We've got the Fanatics fan questions coming up. We'll go around the NFL. One hour down, one hour to go with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. I'm J.P. Shadrick and this is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network.
3: You know, we talk about it all the time. It's just it, it, we've just got to focus on us, right? And um, anytime you you know, make the mistakes we did, turn the ball over like we did. It's just, and, and where we turned the ball over, you know, you just, you're not going to keep good teams out of the end zone. And um, that's really the the difference in the football game. You know, I'm proud of our guys for, you know, they fought there to the end, gave us a chance to at least see what was going to happen there, you know, at the end of the game. But um, it's just the, the turnovers and, and mental errors that really cost us today.
0: That's head coach Doug Peterson after the game in Philadelphia yesterday. And welcome back. It's the second hour of Jaguars happy hour on a Monday afternoon. Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli coming up. I'm JP Shadrick. And in a battle of first place teams, the Philadelphia Eagles improved to 4-0 with a 29-21 win over the Jaguars. They fell to 2-2. Two and two. The Jaguars suffered five giveaways on offense, including an interception in the red zone and four fumbles from Trevor Lawrence. Two of them on Sack forced fumbles, two of them on mishandles in sloppy conditions in Philly. The number one run defense in the NFL going in for the Jags gave up 210 rushing yards to the Eagles. The Jags built a 14-0 lead and then gave up 20 points in the second quarter on three straight Eagles drives and gave up that lead going into the locker room. All that aside, as Peterson just said, the Jags had the ball in their hands down eight inside two minutes to go with an opportunity to tie the game. And despite what Pete thinks about it, the Jaguars are still in first place with a better conference record than the Titans up next two straight divisional <laughs> games this week at home against the Texans next week, a road trip to face the Colts. Both games have been locked by Pete Prisco and Tony Basselli tonight. That about covers it. I think, right, Pete? Well, Pete,
4: but, but, Pete did you lock the Indy game too? Or just the no,
1: I didn't. I just locked the Texans game. Oh, excuse I didn't lock yeah, game. I, I, Excuse me. The yeah, Texans I, 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 game I, 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 has been locked. I,
4: I, 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 Yes, the only Texans. I didn't lock the indie game. I think they're going to win the indie game, but let me get through one game at a time. You think you're going to win every game? What are you talking about? No, I, Pete, I only focus on one, one game at a time. Oh, here
1: we go. Coach, <laughs> week I'm try, I'm to week league.
4: I'm trying to get to 1-0 this week, Pete. That's all I'm trying to do. Oh, God. You throw hey, but the, I want to I, I go back to what we ended the last hour with. Yes. I know we might have some new listeners, but hang in there with us. Um, the Fadakasi injury... I don't think he's been talked about enough. One, he's one of their best defense linemen. Now, Robertson-Harris has been playing as well as anybody, so I mean, he's right there. When he went out with the quad injury and did not return, that makes them very thin. And if he's out for an extended period of time, they got some issues. They're already not very big up there. So their starting three are Fadakasi, Hamilton at nose, and Robertson-Harris at the other end. All big, powerful men. The backups for them, they have no backup nose, is Adam Gotsis, good player, but not a big man. As far as, I mean, he's a big man to every, you know, right, but he's not, a, he's not a big defensive lineman. Right, right. Very good player, nothing against him. Uh, Duwan Smoot, who is a hybrid, he's more of an outside, not a big man. Right. And Arden Key, who is a defensive end.
1: Right. He's, he's slender. So like they have, they, they no, cut a big guy during camp though, didn't they? They did, but my point is they got
4: they started getting pushed around. I mean, Robertson Harris played, but it felt
1: like every snap because they couldn't get him off the field. Did 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 he get a hands to the face penalty? Yes. And he did, and by the way, he does it a lot if you watch the tape. His hands are always up near the helmet. He he got away with one, too. Landon, Landon uh, Dickerson was complaining about it on another one, and I went back and looked at it. His hands were up there. He gets his hands up high. Yeah, but That's uh, all right.
0: to, to your point, Tony, Roy Robertson-Harris played 66 of the 82 snaps on defense. Yeah, it's too That's too many.
1: 80%. Too many. That's a ton. Yeah. What did Hamilton play?
0: Hamilton played 50 snaps, so 61%.
1: That's still,
4: a lot. I mean, they played a lot of snaps. And then, how about, how about Gatsas? Because he played the whole second half.
0: Gatsas, 58 snaps, 71%. 58?
1: That's too, like, they don't have a depth. No. Did they update Fadakasi's injury? Yeah.
0: It's still a quad. No. And they're just kind of waiting to see on it. Nothing, nothing definitive today.
1: Well, if he can't go, Tony, they got to find a big guy to go put in there.
4: That's my point.
1: I mean, they uh, they, they can't st- – I
4: don't think they can stay status quo.
1: Would Ndamukong Sue help?
4: He's I mean, a big body. I mean, you're not – I'm just looking for somebody who's not going to get pushed around. But he's not playing, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, would they want to pay what he's wanting to get?
1: I mean, do you know what yeah, that he, is? I mean, it's the minimum. Better minimum, I would think. With some incentives. Yeah, I mean, in
4: the, the question is, does he want to play? Right. I mean, right. That's the
1: real question. And what what's he look like? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, guys, I mean, he could he could go one of two ways. You know how linemen do they either go one or two ways. Either he's tiny or he's gotten big.
4: But that I mean, we talked about this in the preseason Pete. I thought this would become an issue. I thought they were too thin with big guys. I don't think I didn't think they were big enough, especially in the AFC South where you got people who want to run the ball at you. And the Eagles wanted to run the ball at you. Now, the Eagles was different. They spread you out. But they spread you out, and they, they were physical. That, that
1: Jason Kelsey is the best center in football. I don't care what It's unbelievable. Says. I sent out some clips of him today on Twitter. It's just the way he gets on that double team and gets off and gets to the second level, it's fantastic. He's the it's fantastic. And And He's you would best. think – with a power player on him because he's not a big guy that you'd be able to take advantage of him, but he's so good at the angles and twisting his body and moving you and taking you where you're going and then getting off of you and getting, and move. I mean, it's, it's, it's a clinic watching him play center is a clinic. Yeah. He's as
4: good. I mean, he, he's as good as I've seen for a while,
1: hmm. but that's something
4: to monitor. I mean, how they handle depending on the severity of injury, is injuries. I mean, I didn't think they were deep enough coming into the season, and I, now they're even less deep
1: with Fadakasi on the injury report. That's a hard team to prepare for. It's a run game, their run game. Very much so. And 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 you could see at times where they were hesitant. I
4: I thought the linebacker was very
1: happy. You're being kind. <laughs> You're okay. being kind. I thought Lulikon... Luakon had played really well the week before. I didn't think he played well at all in this game. He was really hesitant. And Lloyd was a tick slow, almost like game one.
4: And then the lack of pass rush, rushing four, is an issue.
1: Um,
4: Now, I don't want to be too critical because I don't know if they were being told to kind of mush rush to take away the run.
1: Because they were,
4: I mean, now Trayvon Walker's had an issue all year where he just goes right down the middle of offensive linemen.
1: He was getting beat up pretty good by Lane Johnson yesterday. Now Lane
4: Johnson's as good as as good as right tackle in the NFL. But True,
1: you got to make him work at least. Right, he was going right it? at him every time. He just run right into him.
4: And I almost I, I, and even Josh, he was when he had the backup tackle, he was doing a lot of bull rush, a lot of bull rush. So I don't know if he, they were being told to kind of power rush and try to keep him in the pocket. Um, now. Josh Allen was getting some push. He took the ta- right the back of tackle back into the po- uh, lap of Jalen Hurts a couple times and, and caused that one sack that he got.
1: Um Yeah, they did so. they, they don't they need to get better pressure with four, or else you're gonna expose your corners. By the way, I, I we were critical on here last week at Darius Williams. I thought he had his best game yesterday. Yeah, he played well. He had the tip that was,
0: ball that caused the interception. Yeah, he was
1: just he was just much more active in coverage yeah. and play. He looked like Maybe that summer really of not practicing really impacted him because he looked like the, getting back to where he was. At least yeah, that was a great
4: that was a great play on that pick. Uh, yeah.
1: hey,
0: hey, by the way, uh, Jaguars do have just one defensive tackle on the practice squad, Nick Thurman, who you know I think he's 305 pounds or something.
1: But so that's you know, not a big guy either. You need yeah. I mean it's a big guy. You need, they need a big power guy in there. You know, Tony, Sue would be, if he's in shape, he would, I'd make the call to him, wouldn't you? If even, even, even even if Fadakasi comes back, they need another one.
4: Well, I I do think they need more
1: depth. There's no doubt about that.
4: I mean, no doubt about it. if, If too bad Malcolm Brown
1: didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, that that have been good. Right. Did he, he also, did he not want to play this year? It's, it seems like he didn't want to play. He did not have a
4: great camp. Let's put
1: it that way. They
0: also have Israel Antwine, but he's in the two nineties or so on the defensive line and on the practice squad. So, yeah, something to watch on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Um, you know, so two hundred ten rushing yards.
1: Yeah, but you know, I, and I'm gonna I. I cautioned about this last week. remember, and I, I referenced the Saints game last year. The Saints were the number one run defense in the league last year, and went to Philly and gave up over 200 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. Same type of situation. It's different when you're in season, preparing for these guys because they do it so different. It makes everybody, particularly linebackers, they gotta hesitate. Just to, you can't just go flying around. It's a different style. It's hard to play and it's hard to prepare for when you're on a, when you're on a in season. You know, if you're preparing for him in week one, it's different. If you're preparing for him in the postseason when you have a little break, that's different. But when you're in season and you're in a grind and you're used to playing one style, and all of a sudden here comes this different style, it's hard to prepare for. Yeah, but
4: not hard enough where you give him 200 plus yards a beat.
2: Well,
1: I mean, it happened to the best run defense in the league last year too.
2: I, I mean, guess. they did
1: get what was it, fifty something on the one pop? Isn't that what it was? Thirty-five. But those cat.
4: 30. I know feet.
1: they they uh they actually did a decent job on Hertz, keeping him contained.
4: Yeah, well, that's fine, but if if, if uh, Miles Sanders is rushing for a thousand yards, who cares? I mean,
1: you, they 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 didn't play well. The linebackers didn't play well. Period. You know, I don't, I don't now, think if you isn't it amazing though you look at the stat sheet, you'd say, Oh my gosh, he had sixteen and he had fourteen. Well that's why, and this is nothing against uh Alucon.
4: When everyone said last year oh oh we signed a he's the he had the most tackles in the NFL last year. i like, who cares? Right. He's on the worst de- he was on the worst defense in the NFL too. I mean so who who else is making tackles for the Falcons last year?
1: But up until up until this week he had played pretty well though for the Jaguars. I, I give him credit. My no, I would,
4: that's why I said no, I know, about Blue he, well, he didn't
1: play well Sunday. He was he was right. not he didn't play good football Sunday.
4: My my whole point was just saying, you know, someone had the most tackles, that does not translate always that they played well.
1: Correct.
0: Let's come back in a moment. We're gonna keep it real. Uh we're gonna get into the offense. And the, as Tony brought up earlier, some uh, maybe getting away from the run. Or did they? We'll get into that. We're going to keep it real. That's the whole idea of the segment. And Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Your social media questions coming up in just a little bit. We'll go around the league as well. And Thanks to our social media army, if you will, that follow this show. We left off a defensive tackle in the practice squad. Corey Peters. It is now in his twelfth year in the NFL. Out of Kentucky, he's also available, guys, if uh, if necessary in that spot, depending on what Fatakasi does. He
1: would be he would be brought up. He would be brought up. He played for the Falcons, the Cardinals. He's the guy that they would probably activate.
0: So there you have it. We'll see. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. We'll see how fatakashi's status is moving ahead and all that. Uh, as we go ahead in the week here, uh, it's time now to keep it real presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mundavi. open up a winner today. Real ingredients award-winning wine by Robert Mundavi. Well, Tony, earlier in the show, you said they might've got away from the run in this game a little bit. Doug Peterson might say, Hey, you know, they were behind the chains a bit. They missed some open plays. They had some drops. Um, did they get away from the run too early for you, Tony?
4: Well, I, I guess early in that success, they were running a first down, and they were getting four or five yards a pop, and they were getting ahead of the chains. Um, and it felt like there was a couple of series out there, and I don't have them. And maybe it was more of the feel of it, the um, fact that we weren't on the field very much because they were controlling the clock with the run game. And so to Doug's defense, we had limited opportunities. Um, but it, it – it, felt like there was some opportunity like i'll go back to the the series that Pete brought up you know two back-to-back wide receiver screens one drop one poorly thrown um and then a draw and, and so there was just a couple times and then coming out of the second half that first drive if i remember what was the first drive of the second half JP, i want to make sure it's the right one do you have the,
0: the first drive it of was, the second it was three half.
4: three passes, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Here we go. Yes, it was. The, um, let's see. Third quarter. Uh, Eagles had the ball first. Jaguars get it. First and 10, Lawrence sacked for no yards. Uh, second and 10, Lawrence incomplete, short middle to Kirk. Third down and 10, incomplete, short middle to Agnew. And then a punt of 61 yards.
4: Yeah, so now in Doug's defense, the first down naked bootleg that Trevor took a sack when he shouldn't have. He should have thrown it away or run the ball or actually, really, what he should have done is Christian Kirk, which is this the second level player on the crossing ride, is wide open. Just throw the ball to him. This is, I mean, it's wide open, and so that's I mean, Doug's right. That's a missed opportunity. Whether you you know pass it again, nothing. Now you're in third and long, and you know there wasn't a lot of success doing that. Um, yesterday as well, so maybe it was more of the feeling it had. Because early I thought they did have some nice runs
2: on um, first down to
4: set up good, to get ahead of the chains. Now, did James it, it, Robinson
1: I, carry much after he fumbled? No, I one I only had one carry, one or two carries. Yeah, what what was that all about? Was that a was that a punishment of sorts? I mean, what, what why did he? I mean, that was how I many carry. How many carries
4: did James have on the day? Uh, uh,
0: total on the day, James Robinson. Let me flip back real quick. He didn't have. He had an eight, eight for twenty-nine.
1: Yeah. And so, up until after the fumble, did he have any? Maybe one. I, I know he had
4: one for sure. Like to me, that was this. That was the type of game with that weather and everything, where you get the you running game. Going. run the ball. Yeah.
1: Like the Eagles and that's did.
4: More, that's more my comment than anything. It felt like it was a day to run the ball, and they didn't do it enough.
1: Yeah, I think he got penalized for the fumble. I thought that left the building last year.
4: <laughs> well, I'm not going to – I think that's unfair, Pete, to say,
1: because we don't know that.
4: Well, why didn't he get any more carries then? Well, if you look at how many total plays did they have on offense? I mean, they didn't have very many plays.
0: So, hey, by the to Pete, to your point, the fifth carry of the day for him was the fumble.
4: So he had three so, more carries after three more carries that. Carries and one on the, the next day. play after that.
0: He carried it the next play for minus one.
1: But so, that that no means, that, so that means he carried it for minus one, so that means he had six. That means he had two more carries two more. the rest of the game in any series on the field yep. in a game that was relatively tight. That doesn't make any sense. But how many plays did they have total, uh, JP, in the game?
0: Standby. Standby. Flipping back. Flipping back.
1: But, yeah, that's. it seems like he was – punished well if he's punished pete you take him out
4: after the fumble you don't so, keep him in there
0: they only had 46 plays in the game
4: that's my point pete they only had 46 plays did he get dinged
0: no i don't think so I mean, remember the eagles held the ball for 39 minutes in the game almost 40 yeah, minutes
4: P- yeah. Pete, yeah i actually think it was less about james getting fumbling there wasn't that many plays after
1: that
0: yeah well, <laughs> after they that had the fumble. ball yeah didn't have the ball. They would first play fumbles or you know, whatever happened. Yeah, They'd any lose
1: anytime you go three and out to open the second half, you're not gonna and then they get the ball, you're not gonna get the ball for, for a lot of the time.
0: Yeah. 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 So there you go. Um that's the story on that one. So all right.
1: Well, that, uh, there, let's put this out there though. They need to run the ball better. Better.
0: Better, better and more.
4: But better more than more, right? But again, I'm the one who said it. It felt like they got away from the run. But when you when I put you know maybe I jumped the conclusion and blurted that a little quick. You only had 46 plays. You had five turnovers. That's five possessions you lost. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: It it was not a it was not a well played game. Let's put that by the offense in any way, shape or form. There's is there any other than Agnew? Is there anybody sit there and say they were really really good on that offense? I'd love to know how Cam Robinson graded out. I thought he played pretty well.
0: Oh, he I'll wants he wants to know grades now, Pete. How about
1: that? I'll, I will tell I will tell him. He's
0: calling for him now.
1: That's uh, how much he loves pro football. Let's focus. put it this way: Do you think he got a good grade?
4: Yeah, I, I I mean I think I think he'd be the
1: highest rated offensive lineman. Him or Sheriff? Sure. Sheriff was the highest-rated offensive lineman. Cam was second. They're close. Cam was the highest-rated pass-protecting offensive. Yeah, line. I thought okay. I thought Cam did a good job. Who was the lowest-rated offensive lineman?
4: It's either Fortner or uh, um, uh,
1: the right tackle. Yeah, Jawan was the lowest-rated pass protector, and Fortner was the second lowest. Yeah, so uh, the, the, actually, the offensive line Barch got a decent grade in pass protection and. Overall, his grade wasn't bad. He's gone up Bartsch- each of the four, each, four, each of the four games. He's gone up. I thought Barts played pretty well. Fortner got just abused by Jordan Davis on that one play.
0: So there you have it. Yeah. Keeping it real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. We'll return with the Fanatics fan questions off Twitter today. It's been busy. The Jaguars fall in week 4, 29-21 to the Eagles. The Jags are now 2 and 2, but still in first place in the AFC South and this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars digital network.
2: Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville Sports Fans 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: So yeah, it's really, really frustrating, disappointing, um, but we got to have a short memory just like we do when we win, you know, when we play well. Same thing when we don't play well, when, when I don't play well, when we, when we lose a game, whatever
4: it is, you know, 24-hour rule. We got to watch this tape, learn from it, and move on to the, to the Texans next week.
0: There you have it. The quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, the 24-hour rule has come and gone. It's on to Houston. Well, not quite yet for those on social media. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, and let's go to social media. The Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. Shop today and rep your Jags gear on game day and every day. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything.
4: You we know, won. hey, hey, JP, before you start asking this first question. Okay. You know, Pete, we didn't have the 24-hour rule when I played. Tom would be mad all week and would bring up stuff throughout the week. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he, he wouldn't stop, huh? Never.
4: Oh, it, well, if we won, if we won, it was a 24-hour rule. Actually, if we won, it was like a like – a, whatever time you woke up in the morning, it was over because film was starting and he was getting, getting after us. And then um, – if we lost, though, boy, it was well, going to be a minute. I can tell it you is. this.
1: He never had the 24-hour rule with me because if you guys did something poorly on Sunday, I made a big deal of it on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Yeah, it's probably your
4: fault, Pete, because we just get worn out all
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go,
0: Pete. All right, uh, here we go. Question number one. We put out the cat signal earlier. Here's the best we came up with at John C300. Is it concerning at all that we've lost twice this year when Doug abandoned the run? It was raining sideways and Trevor was struggling. J-Rob was the hero we deserved and the one we needed. Well, we just talked about that a little bit. Uh, didn't It wasn't statistically what you thought. They didn't have a lot of plays.
3: Yeah, I
4: mean, I think it's it's a combination of what we said it, in fairness to the fan who just asked the question, I felt that way at times, too. I really did. But if you step back and look at the fact they only had 46 plays plus five turnovers, that's five lost possessions. And at the end, they had to play hurry up, the last you know last drive, trying to get back in the game. Um, it, it makes some more sense. It really does. I, I could take issues with a drive here or there. I would have liked to see a little bit more run in there. But – I don't think it was a situation where they just gave up on it completely.
0: All right. Next question uh, from at Noman Muhammad 12. Do you think the Jaguars can make the playoffs through a wildcard berth without winning the division, or are there better teams in the AFC? Pete, let's start with you.
1: Well, I think some of those better teams are coming back to the pack. I mean, a lot of people thought the Raiders and Broncos, one of those two teams would be in the mix, and neither one of them has played very well. Um, you know, you look at the AFC North, Cleveland's not playing very well. Pittsburgh isn't any good. Um, so there's questions in that division as well that we didn't see coming. And then you go to the East, Buffalo's going to be there. But now with the Miami situation with Tua, is there going to be a second team? So they could make it as a wild card if they could t- if they win games. Um, but Tony thinks they're winning the division and, and gonna maybe even getting a one seed. So I don't think that's an issue for them.
4: Well, I didn't say that, Pete. You're putting words <laughs> in my mouth. I said the, divi- the division will come down to the two games the Jags play against the Titans in December. That's my opinion. Obviously, there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. It's still does early. The loser this- get the,
1: does a the loser get the wild card? With that extra wild card, I think there's a chance. Well, I mean, if they tied the Chargers and there's no other teams with the same record, they would get that one.
4: Hmm. Well, the good thing is they're going to play the Chargers and the Broncos and the Raiders. So if they can beat those three, if they can beat the Broncos and the and the uh, and the Raiders, now they have the head-to-head. So you almost eliminate that group.
1: And and not only that, you get them. We'll get one at home and one in London. So that's a big advantage. Now you beat the toughest one on the road. That's right.
4: And if you can beat Baltimore and kind of take them out of the equation of the head-to-head, so like you just got to beat the right people, Pete to your point, because it could come down to tiebreakers.
1: You know what's even better about this? is like about 15 minutes ago he said one game at a time, one week at a time.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Now he's putting him in the playoffs. We got him back on track again. Yeah, we're back. It all depends what hat I – if I have my player coach hat on, it's one at a time. If I have my
1: media media hat on, it's a free-for-all. We always bring you back in. It's like we drew him right back in, JP. Easy,
0: like uh, fish in a barrel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, up, up next uh, at T Duval, what resulted in such a step back from our O line, Tony? Do you do you did you see that?
4: Uh, I didn't see that. I mean, that's a really good defensive front. I mean, who had nine sacks and like sixteen pressures against uh, the Commanders the week before? I didn't see like there chaos. was one.
1: Juwan Taylor had a step back. He had a bad game. Two, yeah. and really, if you look at it, it's, it, it's two snaps, Pete. Yeah, there were the a couple. Of, Reddit, he, like even on the run game, he didn't get out a couple times. I don't know. There were he, he that was not his. That was by far his worst game. That was his worst game. I agree with that hundred percent. But I did not think the offensive line was a major issue. No, it was not.
0: Next question at Carnival Thomas. Do you think this loss is going to be a big storyline later when the Jags play the Eagles as a grudge match in the Super Bowl?
1: Oh, that'd be great. Oh my gosh. He, he's, th- is this a Bacelli family member? No. <laughs> he got I, the whole family brainwashed, huh, Tony? <laughs> the Eagles, hey, Pete, the Eagles don't want us on a
4: neutral field. They don't want us on a neutral fast <laughs> right, field.
1: After seeing them and their 4 0, the last undefeated team, are they going to a Super Bowl? Yes.
4: Oh, are they going to the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know. They're going to well, be, they're good, they're, they're gonna they're be no, good on
1: both lines. That's important.
4: Yeah. I think they're they're going to be good uh, throughout the year. I mean, injuries obviously can change everything, but let's yeah. assume no major injuries. Right. Um, and I, I think they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to win the East. They're the best team in the East. They'll be in the playoffs. They're going to have at least one home playoff game. They're the best um, team right now yeah, in the NFC. That's my whole point. Uh, so, yes, they're, they're a Super Bowl contender. The yes.
0: Super Bowl is in Arizona this year. For the record,
1: just so you know, long trip, long trip for the Jaguar fans.
0: Long trip for the Eagles <laughs> fans too. Uh,
4: I think right. I think I think they'll make it. <laughs> yeah,
0: they might show up uh, at Fit Jag. Chicks, no moral victories. So does us only losing by eight to arguably the best team in the NFL speak to how good we are or how bad
1: they played? Hard to say because of the conditions. The conditions. Look, I hate weather in football. I'm—I've always been that way. I think it, and, and I think eventually we're going to get to the point where every team has the the facility where they just close the roof because I, I hate conditions in football. Why? Really what
0: are you talking about? Why? It's a laboratory. It's, what are we
1: doing? Sur- it becomes a survival science, test instead of a football game. That's right. I love I love it because it tests the mental toughness, yeah. in the metal of a team. Come on! Well, my test, it, it, it becomes a slop fest, and it's not fun to watch. Well, it looked like guys were having of, the guys, a lot of times. It looked like guys were having trouble getting their footing, and they couldn't even move. Well, then why do you even have game, Pete? Why have what? a coin
0: toss then? Why are you gonna pick a side of the field anymore? On, on the, for the wind and all this stuff. Like, what do you? Who cares then? Like, just play it in a lab. Just play it on Madden, and don't ha- don't have a season.
1: Oh, you play it you where doing? where it's not a uh, it, uh, certain conditions are just turn it into a slop fest. That was a slop fest. I disagree with Pete
0: 100%. Well, yeah. I agree it well, was a slop fest, but I agree that's part of the game, too. Like, keep it.
4: What
1: does doesn't it doesn't have to be. Just because it's always yes, it been does. doesn't yeah. have to be. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. No. That's dumb. That's not dumb.
4: It is dumb. Yes, it is. Yes. You're, du- is. you're dumb.
1: You're dumb. No, I'm smart. It's a slop fest. It was it's gross. Really dumb. Really dumb.
0: Uh, at CF Zellers 4, two important division games coming up next and two more winnable games after that. What are your predictions for the next four games with <laughs> them? 4-0 going to 6-2 and into November. Uh, we've already gone through this. And Tony oh, man, has – And they're um, already
1: the, – the Kool-Aid, Tony, you must have handed that out already. I mean, my gosh. Everybody's on that bandwagon. I
0: didn't right? even see Tony on Twitter today. He must have uh, infiltrated.
1: Hey, look. I'm going to – I'm going to guarantee – I already guarantee – I locked Sunday. So – they're getting to three and two, so we got that going for them. But slow the roll a little bit, people. Okay, hey, Pete. Well, then how about this? You always ask me go over the next six games. You tell me what their record's gonna. Be. I don't know which one they're gonna lose, but that this this team isn't built to go on a five-game winning streak. It's just not. So they're gonna be
4: six and three going into uh, Kansas City, then.
1: Is that what you're yeah, saying? So, so then six and four. <laughs> no. Wow. You said
4: uh, how many are they gonna lose over the next five? They might lose two. They could lose two of those games. You think they will be there'll be at least five
1: and four. Correct. I'll give you that. You're not giving me anything. I'm asking your opinion. Well, okay, say five and four. You say seven and two. I didn't say that. I said I said. You said they could win all five. I said they could.
4: Yes, yeah. they could technically win the next 12 games. Right. Correct.
0: But or boy. 13. What if it rains and it's a sloppy
4: field?
1: I mean, my God. Or 13. Oh. Or 13. Did they it play 17? <laughs> they played five,
4: idiot. What's five plus 12? 17.
1: Do the math. What's their record?
4: <laughs> it's two and three. Two. Oh, they're two and two. Oh, <laughs> you're <okay>, Right. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I
4: was told oh there to would God. be no
1: math oh. today. Oh, my God. <laughs> What happened there? This is, this is the best moment in the history of the show right now. Oh. He was called me and he played five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unreal.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Where have you been? Wow. All right. Oh. Let's, all right, let's, my bad. Start what did you think I apologize. Record, What did you think the record was? I thought they played five games. I thought they were 3 and 2. By the way, I have one last question after this for everybody for Tony when we're when we're done. okay this. we've got one All more right.
0: social media question one more Pete as a, this is from Matt Duval Gator. Uh, Pete as a reporter in the locker room, what would have been your first question to Trevor after his five turnovers? Tony as a teammate and leader, what advice would you have given him after such a rough day? Pete, let's start with you.
1: Did you drop anything when you were getting dressed? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean that's how you lighten the mood up a little bit. Come on, that's funny. And then you then you get serious with him and you tell I mean and you sit and you talk to him and you say what happened and you say, Hey, look, just like I said before, I would have told him. It would've been a lot worse if you do four interceptions into somebody's stomach. That's what that's how you get then you get good answers that way. Come on, that would've been uh, funny. I, Tony, you know how I operated. I would've lightened the mood up a little bit, then then asked the questions.
4: Yeah, I don't think it would have been well-received. Like several times you've tried to lighten up the mood in the locker room, wasn't always well-received. Um, I think, I mean, my comment to Trevor would be like, listen, no, it's not all on you. we got to do a better job protecting. Um, don't worry about it. Let's, you know, we'll, we'll be all right. That's, I mean, something along those lines would have been my comment then.
1: Hey, what did you, uh, and my question to you is, and JP, you can take the, the answer to this, what was more? What was more? The turnovers for Trevor Lawrence in that game, or the amount of cheesesteaks Bas ate when he was in Philadelphia?
4: Ooh, I only nice. had one I only had one cheesesteak uh, at the airport because I didn't fly home with the team. I flew to San Francisco last night, so I had one cheesesteak at the airport.
1: But like not the night before or not not, not in the press, because I know in the press box Ooh. they bring them up in the press box, too. Ooh.
4: No, they had no
1: cheesesteaks in the press box.
4: They did. I did have two. Uh, I had two uh, um, pretzels, pretzels, Two pretzels, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, All right. That, and by the way, Vegas is
0: I shocked right Kudos now because the over hard. under was four and a half on that. And yeah, so he so went you, way would under. You,
1: would you have taken the under?
0: I probably would have gone over four and a half.
1: Yeah. Well, <sighs> that's the two he ate in the press box. What about the two? He put his bag for the flight to San Francisco. Good point. Different. Not, state did not Doesn't happen. Count. Did not happen. By the way, one last thing. I want to give kudos to one of our listeners. Last week, played I Spy and actually detective work was great. And he found out how much Baselli's steak cost in Los Angeles. Did you see that tweet, Tony? I did
0: not. Whoa! No. What was this about? Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. He he took a picture of the menu. Ninety-eight bucks for your steak. Whoa! That's not accurate.
4: Yes, That's he took accurate.
1: a picture of it. It was. He's
4: wrong. He's, he's wrong. He, no. At, your, at it was, the Boa it, restaurant? It, it, it was more.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, well, you must have got some <laughs> extra stuff on the top of it. No, no. Because it said on there, the, you had a, what kind of meat was that? Oh. I, had the, I
4: had the Wagyu ribeye. Yeah, it said 98 bucks on the menu. No, he had an old one. It was a buck 25. <laughs> oh my
0: God. There goes our Christmas bonus, I guess. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Appreciate that. We're just eating crumbs over here. That's fine.
4: I'll say this, I wasn't the only one who ordered it. I'm not gonna name I'm not naming names. Hi right. Jeff Logaman. <laughs> <laughs> and there's others besides that, uh-huh. I'm not
2: gonna name anyone else.
0: <laughs> I was not among those, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, we're back in a moment and we'll go around the NFL. That's the Fanatics fan questions. Thank you for all the submissions. We appreciate it. Jaguars fall in week 4, 29-21 to the Eagles. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
2: The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: We're back, baby. It's Jaguars happy hour. JP Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Vaselli. Glad you're with us on this Monday after Jags loss, 29-21. Jags are now 2-2, but still in first place in the AFC South. What, Pete?
1: I just can't believe the price of that steak. It made my day.
0: Uh, Well, yeah, uh, Tony's right. He wasn't the only one. Wasn't the only one. The
1: question is this. Would you have gone into your own pocket and bought that steak? Yes, absolutely. So you would go back there, and you would take Angie on a uh, on a visit to California. And you go into that restaurant, and you would you would have that exact same steak out of your so, own pocket. So
4: Pete, I'll give you a perfect example. You know that uh, the nine five four steakhouse in the bottom of uh,
1: in, and they
4: in ha- and, uh, and, uh, the W.
1: Yeah, here in Fort Lauderdale.
4: Yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, and they have a ribeye cap, Wagyu ribeye cap. North of 100, I know that. And the two times I've been there, that's what my wife has ordered for dinner. That's
1: the that that's the one that has the, all the um the uh what do you call it the jellyfish in the in the wall. Yeah,
4: it's a great it's a great steakhouse.
1: Um, but yeah, so I,
4: listen, I I will never go out on someone else's dime or anything if I'm invited to a dinner and order stuff I wouldn't pay for myself. it. Like Like it used to drive me crazy, like in the rookie dinners, you know, when you do those rookie dinners, certain, I'm not going to say names, certain guys would go and order just a bunch of stuff just to run up the bill on the rookie. That always bothered me. Right. Instead of ordering
1: something you're really going to eat or like. Yeah. Like
4: I, no, like, because if I'm going to go out, I like, listen, I've been very blessed by God as far as being able to afford good food. And I like good food a lot. And I like steak. And so I will never buy something, um, that I wouldn't be
1: willing to pay for it. if if someone else is buying dinner. Okay, and one last thing. Okay, from the game you flew to San Francisco. Right? Yes. But you stopped to get a cheesesteak on the way to the airport or you got it in the no, airport? No, there
4: was a there was a there's like a uh, gyms or
1: whatever. Yeah. Uh, gyms in the airport. They've, they've wow. got I think it's, of it's one of it's either Tony uh, Tony Lukes or or, yeah, or yeah. gyms or one of them. Yeah. You did not bring that on the plane though.
4: No, I I had a, I got there. It was beautiful. The, uh, I got a ride by a Philadelphia State trooper from the airport. I mean, from the game to the airport. I was there like in five minutes. You, you must I have had
0: your jacket
1: hours. on. You had your jacket on,
0: did yeah, you? Yeah, you? you wore the gold jacket.
1: <laughs> 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 Free autograph. I mean, if you're getting those kind of escorts, <laughs> you had to have the jacket with you. No, I, I got to give a big shout out to Skip, who runs uh, security for the
4: Jags. since I, awesome. Since day one, uh, he picked me up at the airport when I came there as a rookie. Uh, Skip helped me get a ride because I I had to fly out. I couldn't fly back on the team. So he was very helpful. Awesome.
0: Hey, let's go around the National Football League and get to some of these games. The Bengals over the Dolphins on Thursday. And, of course, the the Tua situation uh, advanced rapidly after that game, Pete. What's the latest there? Well,
1: I mean – Look, he's not playing, and he shouldn't play, and Tony, you were at that game, weren't you? Yes. When you look at that, didn't you know right away? I mean, even the week before, it was a concussion.
4: Well, so when it first happened, the angle we had, and you know when you're covering a game live, you kind of look at the replay. The focus was on his fingers. I thought he dislocated his finger or something. I'm like, oh, did he get his finger jammed in the turf? And then we went right to break. And if we were going to break, then you, they showed the other angle where you can see his head just well, that's, bounce that's off the a, turf. That's a that happens
1: when guys that's have these exactly right.
4: That's exactly right. But you, I didn't see his. It was hard to see his head hit the. I thought his shoulder hit. I didn't know his head hit. I thought he got slammed on his shoulder, and I thought his finger went into the turf the angle first angle, but the second angle was clear
1: was his head and right then is when I knew it was a but the concussion. second concussion is way is usually way worse from what I and that's the concern
4: <laughs> none of them are
1: good will you think he plays again this year yes how soon because he's not playing this week I don't know I'm not a doctor oh okay okay you sound like a coach now
4: no yes. my point is I have no idea I mean
1: him missed this week and played the following week it all depends on <laughs> you're the only guy in the history of you're the only guy this week that wasn't a doctor everybody on twitter was a doctor <laughs> right
0: yeah exactly well
1: it, it was actually my problem and i actually said this on the air
4: the national broadcast i said listen it, it's not it's 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 scary you never want to see a player do this but this is football it is a dangerous game everyone knows what they sign up for and as far as what happened the week before I, don't, I never bought that it was his back or his ankles. by he was stumbling. But I also don't believe that independent neurologists, who, by the way, spent a half a million dollars of good education and 10 years of their lives becoming neurologists, would purposely fudge on an evaluation. Now, they might have got it wrong. Maybe they didn't have all the information. Pete, you know what it's like during a game. Things are going 100 miles an hour on the sidelines. And players don't tell
1: the truth sometimes. Of course, they want to be in the game. Did you they guys even meeting. have a concussion test when you were playing? No.
4: I mean, we did, but it was pretty.
1: I mean, it wasn't. How many fingers?
4: Two. You're in. <laughs> yeah, but, so I, my, like everyone was like just attacking Mike Daniel, attacking. Right. You know the doctors. I, I just don't think that that independent neurologist like
1: purposely fudged the test because what's the upside for that individual? But it's isn't it on to the individual player if you have a headache and you're concussed? Say something. Yes. I mean, let me ask you a question.
4: Did anyone make to a play? No. That's what I mean. Now, do I think we need um, policies and procedures in place to protect players against themselves? Yes. Absolutely. And was there a failure somewhere along the line? Yes. It's something that needs to be reviewed. But if Mike McDaniel and you're the head coach and you are told by the medical staff that he has cleared the play and he is communicating fine with you, and is, has no real effects, as it looks like. Then you go play him. I agree. I'm with you. And, and I just don't buy that this independent neurologist, like, somehow purposely
1: now they they obviously messed up. Well, they didn't say it was they a made, concussion. The first, well, why wouldn't you just say it was a concussion, though, Tony? There's a mess up. They, well, because when they ran through the test, Pete, he, he passed the concussion protocols. Well, why would you give him concussion protocols if you thought it was if you didn't think it was a concussion? They knew it was a concussion. Hmm. But if if he passes. Okay, but he knew it was a concussion. No, they thought it was a possible concussion. Yeah. Hmm. Guys know the answers to that question now. Those questions nowadays, by the way, supposedly.
0: Let's move along to the games on Sunday in London. The Vikings survived the Saints. A double doink at the end on the field goal from 61. Unreal.
1: Could you imagine? He made a sixty-yarder to tie it. He would have made a sixty-one-yarder to, to send it send it in overtime. That would have been incredible. I mean, he he nailed the kick. It was about four yards up on the on the on the bar, and it would have went in. So tough yeah. loss. They're a disappointment to Saints right now. I thought they'd be better, Pete. Me too.
0: Falcons win on a last-second field goal over the Browns, 23-20. The Bills beat the Ravens. The Ravens were up seventeen in the second quarter. Bills rally. Josh Allen. Had a, a touchdown run, and then the Bills later won it on the last-second field goal. Pete. Moving yeah, along. Yeah, Pete.
4: Good. Thanks for jumping in there, Pete. Um, yes, JP. I didn't see the game in, in entirety, but it was a great comeback and a lot of questions and controversy about John Harbaugh going for it on fourth
1: down and not kicking. I the, thought he was going to uh, play X- a. He eight. was going to play a call. He didn't play the call. No, you blew it. You boy, no, he didn't play that. the call. He said John Murphy he called. Did it play?
0: I didn't say John Murphy. I said Pete. But that's he said okay. Pete
1: Prisco. Yeah. On the on the graphic, it said John Murphy. I'm aware like what it said. A, I'm aware you, what it said. Did you pull a call off of there, JP, I and did. not
0: play it? Well, because we were talking about concussions for five minutes, so we okay. have to trim right, some well. show. Sorry.
1: So, anyways, I I disagree with John Harbaugh's decision. Kick the field goal. Go ahead. Don't you agree, Tony? You go ahead in that situation. I would think so,
4: Pete. But I wasn't watching the game. I had no idea. I I didn't see one snap of it,
1: so I can't. They had a fourth down play with four minutes to go in the game. They're tied. You take you take the lead. You kick the field goal. It wasn't like Buffalo had 40 points. They had 20 at the time. Yeah, I would probably kick the field goal. Yes.
0: Let's move along to the Cowboys and the Commanders early fourth quarter. Dallas up by five. The Cowboys pull away. Hey Pete, it's Brad Sham on 105.3, the Fan on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network.
4: Second and five, coming right to left in the white jersey, silver helmets and pants. Rush under pressure, throws deep. Skinny post, walk in. Lamb. He got clear and he walked
1: the dog. Thirty and a touchdown.
0: Are the Cowboys good, Pete?
1: They're good on defense. They can rush the passer. Um, You know, their offensive line, once they get guys going again, they're going to be good up front. So, yeah, I I think the Cowboys are good. We'll know next week because they play at Philly next week. You know they play this week? At the Chargers.
2: Hmm.
1: That could be back-to-back. That's two tough games. Really two tough games.
4: All the love. Or uh, Cooper Rush could be out of the building. by,
1: the, by the, well, the, a the Quarterback week. controversy. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Right. Uh,
0: Seahawks over the Lions, 48-45. Lions were down, could never get over the top in that game. Seahawks never trailed. Uh, Giants over the Bears, 20-12. The Jets and the Steelers. The Jets down three, knocking on the door late. A fumble and a review. Bob Wischusen. On the 98.7 ESPN Jets radio network. Second and goal inside the two. Wilson takes the snap, handoff, hall up the middle, extra effort at the goal line. The ball popped out. He might have lost it at the goal line. The Jets think he got across the goal line.
4: Nine seconds to go. The clock has stopped. Tyler Cochran advanced the ball. The runner broke the plane of the goal line. Therefore, by rule, that is a touchdown. The Jets have a touchdown. (laughs) Brees Hall
0: did indeed break the plane before the
1: ball popped out.
0: I'll ask you again, Pete, are the Jets good?
1: Uh, they're better than I thought they would be, and Zach Wilson actually played okay. I mean, threw a couple bad picks. You know what he is right now? He's a guy that can lead you on a game-winning drive, but he'll throw two throws that you go, oh my God, how did he throw those? But they're, that's going to be an interesting game this week with Miami, with Teddy Bridgewater starting. I think the bigger story is how bad the Steelers are. Well, they got to go to pick it. They're going to go to picket. They have to.
0: Cardinals over the Panthers 26-16. The Packers beat the Patriots in overtime 27-24. Raiders over the Broncos 32-23. The Chiefs beat the Buccaneers on Sunday Night Football 41-31. That leaves us with Monday Night Football. It's a California showdown in the NFC West. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and the 2-1 LA Rams head to Santa Clara to face Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, and the San Francisco 49ers at one and two. Who you got at Levi's Stadium tonight? And Tony, are you going?
4: I am not going. And uh, I think the I think the 49ers win this game. They've had the Rams number outside the last game of uh, uh, outside of the playoffs last year. Um, and that was a, even in the playoff game. If they just don't fumble it at the end, they they beat the Rams. and The Rams don't win a Super Bowl this year. Uh, that's one of those matchups. That the 49ers have had the Rams
1: number for a while now. I agree. I think the Rams will win the game, but it, it, these two games get it, these two teams get after it, man. And after what Jimmy G did last week, I, I think he bounces back. By the way, he, he's beat. He's six and zero oh against the Rams. Mm-hmm. That's the why player, you said in the regular season. The, that's why I picked the 49ers. They,
4: yeah. They've owned. They've owned the Rams.
1: But you think the Rams will win? Yeah, I do. I think Aaron Donald. Not having Trent Williams is big for the 49ers. Really big. Yeah.
0: All right, there you have it. Another show in the books. Apparently the Jaguars are going on a winning streak from here.
1: Well, Tony has them. They're going to have the number one seed, according to Buscelli. They might. Oh, my God. <laughs> one week at a time, too, they might have the number one seed. Right. All in one show. We can't get that anywhere else.
2: All right. I
1: love it's it. It's hard to tell. <laughs> we we'll If they out. lose this week, then what? They're not going to. No, they're not. We locked it. That It's a guarantee.
0: It's a guarantee, a virtual guarantee. Uh, JP, guys, re- you
1: should jump in on lock once in a while. We'll see how that goes. Probably mush us. Wow,
0: thanks, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it doesn't rain the rest of the year for you. Jeez, unbelievable. Those weather conditions. Uh, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, I'm JP Shadrick. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you next week. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.